Hey, 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 welcome back to Spinning the GT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional, professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 2. So let's raise a glass or a bottle and start spilling the GT. Clank. <laughs> Everyone, welcome back. Of course, this is Bowler the Performer. I'm joined here with my co-host, Dr. Mm-hmm. Sorry, what's your name again? Uh, Tom. Uh, what do you do successfully? Quickly. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Let me just do my awkward straw <laughs> With added sound effect, of course. Every time they're in and certainly drink, it goes like... <laughs> Oh, that was a sound. I know, but that's the sound that they add. Gosh, what are you drinking here, Dr. Tom? I see, I'm seeing a lovely concoction of a square ice and mm-hmm. a citrusy kind of brown orange. <laughs> How appetizing. Mm. What is that? What is it's, that? It's a Negroni. Yes. It's <gasps> Tom. It's... What did you call me? It's a. It's an old school cocktail. We can't say cocktail that. We can't from, say that live, it's, Tom. It's from Italy. <laughs> it's named after the Count of Negroni. Okay. Um, and it's a combination of vermouth, gin, and Aperol. But you can use Campari. Have you ever been sober during a recording? <laughs> Why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand the question. Could you please use it in a sentence? I don't understand. Sobriety! <laughs> I don't understand the question and I won't answer it. <laughs> to quote Lucille uh, Blue. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Fitting, given that I'm always drunk. <laughs> so welcome back. We're going to be looking at UK season two. Yes. Episode, episode three. Time's really flying. I think I'm comparing it so much to the US version where someone was finally sent home. <laughs> Newsflash. News- Can you believe it? So someone they're actually was sent home. Finally down to 12 girls in the US one. And we're down to 10 after, already in the UK. Yeah, after like 10 episodes, someone's finally gone home. Now, the Queen's <laughs> you have gone home so far uh, with this season is Joe Black and Sherry Valentine. Sherry yes. Valentine was sent home last week. She was. Sent home by the lovely and gorgeous taste. Now, I've been seeing so many stills of her face yes. during the actual lip sync. She is just one of the most gorgeous Queen. We've said it time and time again. Ever, but yeah, but this is like this is this isn't even a fashion shoot. This is just her existing. But this like her just being her her being in the bottom two, lip syncing for her life. She's probably petrified and scared. And she wants to show me that kind of face. I, like what? She is stunning. I remember commenting on it last week. I mean, she's got these divine high cheekbones and actually i think quite a lot of facial symmetry which is always a a sign of beauty or you know a a mark of beauty and she accentuates it by wearing center parted wigs because to get away with the center parting like that you do have to have pretty symmetrical features otherwise it will highlight the asymmetry Mm. so um she's just stunning top to bottom and her her makeup is so beautiful and upswept so it just highlights it all upswept you know her brows are actually very you know very like high and oh she's just a beauty she is naomi campbell down she i mean she she is on her level she is definitely on her level she is on her level i think she knows Gianni versace yeah yeah (laughs) that's my cousin so let's have a look at the queens that we have left so far and i want you to tell me 
has your perception of them changed or how do how you think or feel about them is it any difference i'm going to go for the girls as compared to meet the queens um yeah okay okay yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. or how it changed from last week whatever Mm -hmm. okay so yes actually compare it to your first impression yeah yeah yeah. how they've changed now i'm going to say a name Mm -hmm. and we're both gonna talk about okay Okay. first question i want to say is lawrence cheney just much funnier and much more well-rounded than uh, than I thought she was going to be from the Meet the Queens. Absolutely. It didn't do her justice. No, yeah. she didn't do herself justice. She was the opposite of Joe Black. She undersold herself. Mm. I'm not saying anything bad about Joe, but that, that girl should be in sales. Well, it's not, because it's, she made you believe she was going to be top three. It's not like Joe sat there like selling herself hardest. It's like Joe thrived in that kind of elevate a pitch talking to a camera kind of situation which Lawrence did not well, maybe it's because like she didn't get enough time actually in the workroom so she's like this is my mo- this mm. is the moment so she was like okay let's go I gotta give it all now I think Joe's had longer in the industry and probably more opportunity to do things like that as well yeah so yeah. Lawrence Cheney is probably one of my favourites so much confidence mm. so funny so quick I, I love I, it. I think she's outwardly confident, but there's a real vulnerable soft center with Lawrence, I think. Okay, Nick's name is Ellie Diamond. Again, a bit of a surprise. I mean, her looks are fantastic. I'm really, really impressed with her aesthetic. I think um, her personality, she's gradually coming out of her shell. She's had a couple of really good weeks. She's been high two weeks in a row. So she's more of a threat than I thought she was, would be. I'm going to just add on to that. Mm-hmm. Yes, she definitely is much more of a threat. Like, mm-hmm. I remember seeing in Meet the Queens that she's just the drive, like, she's walking towards the drive-thru, towards the counter, mm-hmm. and like living her fantasy in, in, in that kind of <laughs> corridor. But she's actually it's not really, a fantasy. really good. It's last, a reality. Yeah. Last week, when and her dancing and that performance, I was like, wow, this girl yeah. can also move. Yeah. She can obviously sew and, and put on a face. Mm-hmm. She's a threat. Definitely. She really is. And she's so young. She is. These young queens. Oh. The next one is taste. Taste. I just like my love for taste grows and grows. Like she's beautiful and just like endlessly appealing. She's not excelled in the chat in the challenges the way that I hoped she would. But I I can see her having an almost Raven esque trajectory. You know, Raven was in the bottom twice very early in season two, but she ascended like a phoenix there is no reason to not love taste Mm -hmm. she is lovable she is charming she is fierce and she is just gorgeous yeah nothing's changed i still love her from the get-go i kind of don't understand why she was in the bottom to the bottom two last week like she just didn't do bad enough for me to think that she deserved to be in that place yeah, but I don't think that she should have been there at all. I don't even think I said last week that she, I didn't even think she was going to be in the bottom last week. I don't I, know. I saw some hesitancy in the beginning. But it was more like a sound issue. I thought that was a sound issue and it wasn't really I, her. And I actually thought that the issue was Ellie. Maybe I need to rewatch it, but it seemed to me like Ellie was saying her line too long. And so she had to say her line at that moment because that was cueing in the music. So I think there was something going on between that in that moment. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really think it was Tasha's fault. I'll have to rewatch it again. Maybe I'm wrong. It's very unlikely. I'm perfect. <laughs> I'm gorgeous. I look like. <laughs> <laughs> she nailed her dance move. So, it, you know, it, it was, it was, I think they wanted to see it perform. That's why yeah, she opened the bottom. Cool. A horror. Ahura, I don't think she surprised me massively. Um, I think I'm still expecting a bit more from her fashion-wise. I think I saw 
more fashion in her Meet the Queens than I've seen so far. I think her personality is funnier than I expected it to be, actually. I like I like her kind of... What is your character? <laughs> uh, just a bitch. <laughs> Um, she she's funnier than I expected her to be, which is likable. And you know, she doesn't seem to be to mind sort of playing the shady queen card. So she should embrace that. She's yeah. She's she's you know she's driving a little bit of conflict, a little bit of storyline, and I'm enjoying that. I have to say, she is gorgeous. She oh, yeah. is stunning in and out of drag. Her performance last week was actually pretty good. I did have I did have a little rewatch of last week's actual the Rats the musical and the way she switched up the flamboyant character and mm-hmm. then the the really kind of manly with the accent character <laughs> i actually thought it was really really good it showed levels 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 <laughs> so i think that she's uh she was she's good yeah. I'm, I'm i'm loving her what about sister sister i still see sister sister as my dark horse there's something that i find really appealing about her which i don't think you connect with i think there's something and like she kind of said it in her meet the queens when she said she's inspired by you know classic british female comedy victoria wood french and Saunders and I do see that in her delivery and her style and her dryness and that kind of thing I think she's imaginative I think she's kooky and I think she's funny and I've got a real soft spot for her she's not surprised me yet but I do like her a lot I think maybe she hasn't surprised you because you think so much of her Mm. and so you expect a lot out of her because Mm -hmm. you kind of you are rooting for her Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's your um, scouse loyalty Mm. or if it's actually talent Talent? No, there's, there's, there's talent. Definitely. You don't think I have talent? Talent. <laughs> but I, I will say that last week she impressed me in the musical. Mm-hmm. Her characterization, her acting, how comfortable she made me feel watching her. Yeah. I believe <clears throat> that she belonged in that character. I believe she belonged in that space. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I was sold on Sister Sister. She yes. held that trio together. Yeah, she so really did. She has surprised me so far. I am starting mm-hmm. to warm up to her. Good. I might be buying a ticket to her show. I don't know. <laughs> That's when you know you've sold me. If, if I'm willing <laughs> to spend money, because if I come to see the girls, I'm, I'm also buying merchandise. Mm-hmm. I'm at the bar. <laughs> I am upping the sales at that bar. You trust and believe the sales at the bar is going to go up because I will be drinking. <laughs> but yes, yeah, sister, sister, she... Um, yeah, she's my black horse. I, black horse? Black dark horse. horse? Is that yeah. what you call it? <laughs> Cup of soup. Let's talk about Ginny Lemon. Ginny Lemon has surprised me in that she's a more well-rounded human being than I expected her to be. I thought she was potentially going to grate a little bit with her high-concept character, but she's had plenty of moments that sh- have shown that she's quite a sweet, and very intelligent, sensible person, and I really, really like her. Yep. Yeah. I There's a lot of... A lot of people, it's not just drag queens, but there's a lot of people who I who I see and I'm just like, I don't get you. Mm. I don't get you and I don't want to get you. <laughs> um, but then you see shows like this and you see the other side of their character because that is the, is the character that makes me iffy on them. Uh-huh. And I love it when I, now I love it when I get to see the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought she was way too much in Meet the Queens. Yeah. I thought that it was it was too high concept of a character, and I was I didn't get it, mm. and I was I wasn't really looking forward to 
to seeing her journey or her art. But when you do see the human mm-hmm. side, there's it just it changes everything. Yeah. There's moments that I've seen, even when the cameras weren't really on her, like last week when they were giving up the awards for the most basic, for the um, shadiest and all of that, yeah. I did see a f- like the cameras went on her, but did you see that she was kind of like when they were yeah. talking about the basic. Uh, the basic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was actually a bit scared, wasn't mm-hmm. she? she? There was something you know in what? her that was very like, oh. I actually interpreted that a little bit differently. I thought she was slightly disappointed it went to tear over her because it would have been still something that like I'm standing out in this way. They might think I'm basic, but I can explain that by them misinterpreting it or something. And maybe she was hoping for that little bit of kind of like recognition. I, I almost mm. thought it was like a little bit of disappointment, but. Look, mm. basic bitches, not wanted. <laughs> That's a Chinese proverb. Yeah. So I'm just letting such you know a, Such that. a wise people. Thank you. I'm mm. very wisdom, Miss Tom. Mm. You'll find that about me. But Juni Lemon, I'm loving seeing the other side to yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. It's making me warm up to her. Seeing the tree behind the lemon. But it's also, it's not just me. It's everyone out there who, like... There's so many people that I know who were just who didn't want to who felt the same way about drag queens. Mm-hmm. They don't want to know the drag queen. They don't they don't want to know that character is just so repulsive. But then when they watch the show the way mm-hmm. I did and they see actually they're, they're just a normal person. They're Absolutely. Jay, they, um, they're just another person who sees this as their way of uh, expressing the art, and then they get to, they fall in love with that side, and mm-hmm. then they begin to understand the yeah. drag, and I and that's kind of what's happening. Yeah, that, that really is. Mm. <laughs> I'm on a roll. <laughs> what about Bimini Bon Boulash? Bimini's not really surprised me. I think Bimini showed a lot of her personality in that. I think we we got in those few moments of Meet the Queens who Bimini is. She's laid back. She's cool. She's a bit dry. Mm. Um, she's really chill. She's not really into conflict. I think she speaks her mind, but she's not there to upset anyone. Yeah. Um, All right. And you know, she's she's. I guess one thing that surprised me a little bit is that she's not quite as polished as I thought she was going to be because her Meet the Queens look was that amazing Anne Boleyn meets Pamela Anderson look. And her looks on this have been really imaginative and she's really pushing the envelope. But then we had the thing like last week, like the the balloon malfunction. Um, That is a moment we should never speak of. That is so (laughs) cringe. That was one of the most cringiest moments on uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I think moments like this make really good reality TV. And she's she's clearly, there's such a cool concept there. It just didn't pan out, that's all. So um, that's what surprised me, I think, about Bimini. Yes. Yeah. What do I think about Bimini? I, um, do you know what? She's, even though she's had a storyline in the first episode because she was in the bottom and she has lip synced, mm. she does kind of, I forget about her. I think it's because she's so chill. She's not there for storylines and drama. She's yeah. she's like she's soaking it up. She's enjoying herself. But I'm here for the drama. Mm. <laughs> I uh, I want drama. Yeah. She's... By the way, trend alert: bright yellow mullets. Why? Who? There's only two. Two of them. That, how many bright yellow mullets do you see on a day to day basis? Hmm. No. And also, sister sister has a mullet as well. It's just not bright yellow. But don't be surprised if it turns bright yellow halfway through the season. <laughs> yeah. Next episode. <laughs> Last question I want to say. Very important. Mm. Veronica Green. I guess Veronica Green surprised us with her win last week. Um, We had her down as like a really sweet, pretty lady um, who we knew we could sing going into it. Um, But... Red pack fever. (laughs) You know, 
<laughs> it was it was her week. Yes. Um, and I'm, I was really happy to see that for her. Look, I think she, she got a real sense of validated because, do you know what she says that she's often, and it made me sad to hear her say it, she's often overlooked. She feels like that's her life. She's often overlooked and she really like relished that moment, moment to shine. So that was lovely. I think she's such a lovely lady. I, I have to, uh, well, let's see. I think, look, she had to win last week. Let's mm-hmm. be very serious. She is a music theatre queen. If there was a moment for her to show us why she's on the show, that would have been the moment. And it's very good that she was mm-hmm. uh, a, a standout. She has the vocals. She had the acting done as well. So I'm really, really happy for her. Yep. Mm-hmm. Actually, we've got two more. Sorry, Tia Coffee and Estina. Yeah. What do you think about Tia? <laughs> I'm laughing because she's that, that. That's how I feel when I think about Tia. She makes me smile. She's really, really funny. Yep. Um, she's got that wonderful, dry, slightly catty sense of humor. She's really shady, and I love it. Um, so she's she surprised me in that respect. She's given me a lot more. She's I think she's a talking heads queen so far. Maybe taste as well. Her and Lawrence. And Tace. Tace is getting yes. a lot of talking head yes, time. Yes, yes. They're carrying the show. They're the narrators. Yeah. She's, um, I, I like her a lot. I like her a lot. Um, did I expect groundbreaking looks from her? Pro- possibly not. Although she was gorgeous in her Meet the Queens and her orange look. I don't even remember the Meet the Queens uh, look. She was in like a Solange Knowles-esque uh, braids and orange I love Tia Coffee. Let mm-hmm. it be known, I love her. But she, you know what? She really did deserve the basic award because if, besides her amazing personality, her charm, her the, singing. Fact that she, her, the, the fact that she makes me laugh, like her costuming is basic. It was really, really unfortunate last week when she, she was like, I've got my worst outfits out of the way. <laughs> and then she wore something that was a downgrade from the week before. Do you think it cost her the win? No, 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 no. No, Veronica, Veronica was the winner. Veronica was yeah. the winner, hands down. So, no. Tea Coffee is amazing. She wasn't really... Alexis Michelling it. You guys let me go out there like that. That cost me the win. Why is she share, by the way? Oh, that my... cost me the win this week. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that she she actually made them form a circle and untucked. <laughs> Everyone, come up, gather around. I'm Jesus. I'm reading on the Milton <laughs> Hill side. I want to tell you a story. Like, she gave herself that authority. When, when Farah was trying to learn her lines for a lip sync, she was like, no, it'll only take a moment. <laughs> Why are you doing shit? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it'll only take oh. a moment. That's it. Yes, it'll only take a moment. <laughs> Talk to me. Talk to me about Astina. Astina. Astina um, Mandela. What a wonderful know, phrase. <laughs> Astina surprised me in winning a fashion challenge. I didn't expect that from her Meet the Queens. I thought she was going to, and you know, it remains to be seen, you know, um, with that ASOS discount jacket. Well, you know, I just didn't expect that from her Meet the Queens. I knew that she was going to like storm uh, dancing and performance challenges and probably kill a lip sync. But, you know, she's had such a strong start to the season. Um, and I'm excited to see more from her. Has she done a lot that surprised me otherwise? No, her personality is very similar to what I expected because she projected confidence and yes. she has continued to do so. Likably so, though. I mean, she slayed the first challenge. She slayed it from the get-go. I am going to say mm. that she was very forgettable in the Rats musical. She chose a part that was going to be in every scene. I thought she thought that would be a standout, but it was the blandest part. It really was. Like, what can you do with that? Yeah, so I'm not sure it was necessarily her as much as the part. I will say that no one, she is up there 
with who asked, who asked sells the garment on the runway? Naomi, um, Naomi Smalls. But no, she doesn't. She doesn't come into my mind. Um, the Trinity K Bonet. Okay, her yeah, yeah. and Trinity K Bonet know how to sell. I got. She knows how to walk. Her walk last week, I'm still like wowed mm-hmm. by it. Her legs she, in that Melina outfit. I'm still not over that. And Malina the way outfit. she moves, she's just oh, she's great. She's amazing. Do you know who else's walk springs to mind? We talk about amazing walks. Vivacious with that New York oh, kind oh, of swaying, yeah, stomping. First of all, it's not a sway. Yeah, that is not. A, there's nothing smooth. There is no sway. <laughs> it is like a jagged. It's like cut, yeah, it's cut, amazing. Cut, cut, yeah, cut. yeah, yeah. All right. So this week we know that they're going to be doing a sewing challenge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the they when we look at the when we look at the queens and you think sewing. Yeah. Who springs to mind? Well, we know the Ellie Diamond. Makes all of her own outfits, and she makes them to a really high standard. Absolutely. We've seen that every week. Yep, um, she's been complimenting her runways, and she was high in the first look challenge, and she made everything. So I'm optimistic about Ellie. Yes. Who else do you think? I know Lawrence Cheney. She she's a seamstress. She makes yep. her own costumes. I think Lawrence's looks have been a little hit and miss, but still. A, amazing that she makes them herself like i wasn't a huge fan of what she did on the runway last week okay i don't remember what i said about her costume last week but i remember the first week she was here and i was i was really impressed that diana rig costume yeah yeah that was was impressed that she made it as well as Mm -hmm. um had that to wear yeah that was good we also know that horror a horror is another seamstress yes she is isn't she and she markets herself as a fashion girl yes so there you go yeah we can be optimistic about a, a horror this week what about the girls who you think are really going to struggle? Well, we already know from the ads that <laughs> Tia Coffee has already said, you know that girl <laughs> that that doesn't know how to sew? And mm-hmm. you're like, well, it's how many seasons in and you don't know how to sew? Yeah, well, I'm that girl. I am she, me, her, she does not sew. And the other aspect is her taste level because she's already been called Baroness Basic. <laughs> oh, um, not called it. She's been, she's been awarded. She's crowned. It's, it's official. She has a scepter. Let, let it be written. <laughs> she is Princess of Basic. <laughs> Yes, she's definitely going to struggle. Absolutely. Um, I guess there are some girls who look amazing in clothes like Astina and Tace. I don't know if they can sew. I know that they can wear it. They can wear wear it. it. You wear it. You wear it well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So we know that a lot of queens can sew and a lot of queens can wear the clothes. Although Mm -hmm. last week we have to say Veronica. Veronica Green, the clothes wore her. Yeah. That first outfit, she she was drowning in it, wasn't she? Veronica, I think, is capable of making something pretty, but not groundbreaking. Bimini, I'm excited about. Bimini, I think, is really, really imaginative. And I think in a construction challenge, she could really create something. I'm honestly optimistic. All right. Yeah. Before we get into the actual name of the Maxi Challenge, they did a mini challenge here where they had to do the what the conga? What is it? The How limbo. low can you go? Limbo. The limbo? Limbo dancing. Are you bendy, Tom? No. I can touch my toes and I consider that an achievement. Are your legs straight? Yes. When you touch the, the only part of me that is. Oh. <laughs> well, what's your like? I cannot bend my. I got, it's back rolls, not back bend. I cannot do any of that stuff. Even though I've danced, like my. Well, maybe back in the day, my back was much more bendier. But like nowadays, I I can't bend back as far as I should be able to. 
I, I, I know that you're far more flexible than I am, and I respect you for that. Thank you. I respect you. Thank you, Tom. Did you hear what me? A... I respect you. <laughs> You'll never I'm hear me say it again. It's so nice watching them dance. What was your go-to dance move in the club? Oh my God. Just saying in the club is making me so club. anxious. Like, do you, remember, do you remember the day? Do you remember the days when people used to go into a room oh, uh, and there were lots of people in that room and sometimes they would touch with random strangers um, quite regularly? That, that's a club. Here we go, flashbacks. <laughs> oh, I'm reliving it. Oh. Yeah, this is me telling my children, there was a time when we used to <laughs> congregate in small rooms. But what was your go-to dance move? Um, now, Dr. Tom is the best mover out. If you guys see him in public, <laughs> you guys are blessed to see his <laughs> I think I think my dancing abilities um, are directly proportional to how drunk I am, and it depends on the song as well. Like I think I revert to like quite eighties anything from like an eighties pop video. You'll find me doing that. Yes, yeah. You know what? If I had to choose a drag queen that you look like when you dance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's Trixie Mattel. Okay, I can get on board with that. Kenya. Yeah, I can. Yeah, Kenya. yeah, yeah. Because I know, I know she's not a fantastic lip syncer. I know she's kind of awkward, but I can embrace that. I love that you said, I know she's not a fantastic lip syncer. I thought you were <laughs> going to say dancer. But, um, <laughs> I, was, I was with you until you said that. No, I'd say you're, you're definitely Trixie Mattel. Now, my go-to dance move in the club would be, um, you know what's basic, but it's like the step together step mm. together and then and then uh, and then when i step together all of a sudden my shoulders will get into it and then depending <laughs> on the music depends how fast i step and then sometimes it'll be like a oh, little wave to that step and, it'll, and then everything just builds from that now i hate when i go into a club and people treat it like it's some kind of janet jackson dance uh. audition music video <laughs> and they're going so hard and you're like girl chill <laughs> daddy chill daddy chill, daddy, chill. <laughs> like they're, they're doing like five six seven eight they're like <laughs> some people are like shablaming to like mm. slow jams <laughs> i think i think everybody now like you go to a gay bar everybody thinks they're the next legandra stranger don't they uh, in a gay bar yeah and they just walk in and they're like let's get sickening ow <laughs> five six seven yeah it's With, a bit extra yeah but in the in the club we all fam we all fam Points to whoever can quote that. Sound off in the comments or whatever. <laughs> and Twitter and Instagram. Sound off. If you know this reference, let us know. Because then you're our kind of people. I'll say it again. In the club. We all fam. So let us know if you actually know that. Now, let's take it back to the Maxi Challenge. The Maxi Challenge, we find out, is a who wore it best. It's basically yes. like Project Runway. So they have to get up in pairs. So mm-hmm. they were actually paired up by themselves, didn't they? They yeah, they chose their bestie. They said, just go for your bestie in the competition. She tricked them. She's kind of mean because she's setting up an adversarial relationship, actually, isn't she? So you love her? Okay, now you're going to hate her because you're going up against her directly. So the idea is they both are going to be creating outfits from the same box. Yes. So each pair is given a colour theme box containing identical materials. Interesting now, the selection task of is, The task is to create a look that totally outshines your fashion frenemy. And your fashion frenemy is the person that you chose as your best duty. Mm-hmm. So... Let's look at the pairs. Pair number one, Lawrence and Ellie, both Doesn't, seamstresses. Yeah, and they also they said 
that they are they, they kind of had a friendship before coming in no there was no, no friendship no but they said that they knew each other and they'd swapped a few messages and is there friendship to you they seem to have really what if yes. a random person yes. instagrams you yes. and says hi yes that's your they're friend. My friend they're my okay. friend okay yeah are yeah. they then your next of kin you, you have no idea how many <laughs> friends i have hi you're my you're now my emergency contact i've just I, I, what's your number <laughs> they no, seem to have really how it works. warmed up to each other they seem like they've built to a place of genuine mutual affection in quite a quite a short period of time. I think they've bonded because yeah. they're both Scorchish. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was that, sorry? Scorchish. Uh, Widing. First of all, I'm really good at my Scottish accent, okay? <laughs> I learned how to speak Scottish from Shrek. Who is voiced by an American? Yes. No, he's Scottish. <laughs> Mike Myers is yeah. American. I, I learned, so there's a scene in Shrek where Donkey's talking and Fiona's like, a talking donkey. And he's like, yes, it's getting it to shut up. That's the trick. <laughs> is that Scottish? Let's move and That's on. from Donkeys. That's from Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, that's not, Tom. You know what? You're just trying to call me out. And I feel like I'm trying to embrace cultures here and you're just, you're just coming for me. <laughs> the next group is Sister Sister and Ginny Lemon. I like this pairing. It's our two quirky girls that we've got now, isn't it? <laughs> Two oddballs. Yeah, mm. I, I can see these. I see these girls. Also, you know, I think they've got the same reference points when it comes to comedy. Like Victoria Wood, French and Saunders. Like uh, Ginny Lemon did a Mrs. Overall look last week. It all fits. Both mullets. Mullets. So you have mullet sisters. Maybe they just want time to mullet over. Now, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, did you hit everyone? Rewind, rewind, push that rewind 10 seconds button so that you can hear Tom throw a joke. There was a joke there if you listen very carefully. Jokes, 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 jokes. <laughs> now we've got taste and horror. So this, this plot line was set up last week where they referred to the fact that they had once been intimate, perhaps. Um, and they really are pushing this storyline kind of like, oh, taste and horror. The sexual tension are they going to be the next brangy yeah are they going to be the next jinx and ivy i mean i think they them two actually work well they don't i haven't seen them work together but them two really get along i get a real sense that um it a horror is kind of more in it than taste yeah i get the sense that there's they both definitely really like each other that that's there but i genuinely i see like it actually makes me warm a lot more to a horror i think she shows a lot of her vulnerability because she 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 acts kind of schoolgirlish around taste oh so do you think in the um in the world of grinder where they've just hooked up do you think that a horror is the one who messaged taste after the hookup but taste left her on scene Possibly. Or blocked her? Do you if, think that's If we're situation? using that as the template, yes. But I'm sure Taste wouldn't do anything like that. No, well, Taste, I think Taste is very, very straight up. Mm-hmm. She'll tell you if she likes you or not. I do like that pairing, though. But I'm the not thing sure. Is, I, think, I think Taste would be very like, yes, I love the time, girl. I'll see you in the club soon. Yeah. Kind of thing. <laughs> Book me when I come down <laughs> to your area. Yeah. Now, Ohora is the seamstress here. So I've already seen that Ohora is going to win this one. Now, the next group we have is Veronica and Tia Coffee. Now, Veronica's already really won because <laughs> she's paired mm. with tea and coffee she's kind of winning by default isn't yeah, she by default veronica's These are already won s- singing girls but their personalities are very different aren't they yeah tia's got like you know she's the, the kind of like dry funny shady one of veronica's it's a nice sweet lady she's very she's come across a as a very innocent person mm-hmm. doesn't she but she's a drag queen i don't get it mm, it happens i guess it's not for me to get I guess so. Insightful. Yes. Growth. (laughs) Yes. Growth in my part. Now let's look at Astina and Bimini, the two body queens. Yeah, and also East Londoners. East Londoners. I think these girls know each other from the scene. I think they've got something that resembles a friendship. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, I think their looks and their styles are incredibly different, though. So I think we'll see some real contrast on the runway here. You're going to have fun this podcast, Tom, mm. because it's all about the look. So can you just brush off your MUA um, <laughs> certification and can you just bring it to the forefront yes. for this episode? Yes. Could you do that for me? Um, I am um, editor of British Vogue yep. today. <laughs> all right. Shall we actually see what the girls make? And if there's any moments that happen in the workroom, we'll probably bring that up for you, just for you listeners today. Absolutely. Just for you guys. Yeah. So stay tuned so we've just seen the run through the walk through mm-hmm. uh, with rupaul yes and after talking to the girls rupaul has just told the queens that there's no there's no safe yes basically you're either a winner or you're in the bottom you're so, either in or you're out you're either in or you're out. you're out so that's it so yeah. whoever who so it's a face-off isn't it it's a mm-hmm. face-off between the the best duties. Yes. And one of them is going to be in the bottom and the other one's going to be in the untucked lounge, basically winner's circle. Having a cocktail. Now, it's a pretty good reality TV device, really, isn't it? Standard. Can I just, now, I just want to talk about something that I thought was quite shady, that the second she said that, <laughs> uh, Veronica Green was like, oh no, like, I feel so, I feel so bad, Tia. Like, you yeah. know, I've just, we're friends now and I feel like you're going to go home. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, she was literally just saying, she was like, girl, you're going home. I can't believe RuPaul's <laughs> making me send you home. Yeah. Mm. Oh my gosh, you might be lip syncing. How do you feel? Like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, calm your ass down. Like, what? Was it a read? Or was it a read? I have a question. Tell Another me trend alert. Me. <laughs> Another trend alert. Berets. Yeah. Beret. Everyone's wearing a blooming beret. Whether they're in the workroom or doing a talking head, everyone's wearing a blooming beret today. How does that make you feel, Tom? It makes me feel like it's a Frank Spencer Will fan you, convention. Are you inspired to maybe wear your own beret, maybe to work? I, I can just see you talking to a client and while they're in the chair and you're sitting there with a beret going, so tell me about your, your week. I think on an average day, if I wore a beret to work, I'd get it knocked off my head. Yeah, well, I, I thought that was quite cute of Veronica to basically like side shade Tia yeah. saying, oh, I feel so bad. Like, <laughs> you're my sister and you're, you know, you might be in the bottom now. Like, oh, confidence. She's yeah, like, with that repeater band <laughs> weighing so heavily on your right shoulder, you know, oh, the burden you must be carrying. Looking her in the eyes and I can't believe you're going home. She just, she literally just looked at Tia and said, I'm yeah. sorry. Do you want me to help you, you pack? You got this. Just lip sync. Just learn the lyrics. <laughs> just stop sewing. Stop, stop whatever you're doing and learn the lyrics because your ass is lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> remember, I'm here sick. for you. I'm here for you. Yeah. So now we need to hold up, hold up. We have a mirror moment. So let mm. me just change my voice, bring my energy down. Do, 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 do. So we have a mirror moment. Do, 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 and do, do, do. Tom, I want you to explore this a bit more. We hear a bit more from Ginny. Ginny has just told us why she wears yellow. She said yellow makes her happy. It's Mm. neutral and it's the color for non-binary. And then she kind of gives us her soul. Talk me through this, Tom. Talk talk us through this. Before I get into it, I'd just like to say um, I love Ginny to bits. She gets a lot of storyline this episode and it makes me fear for her because we know that if somebody gets a lot of storyline, they're either in the top or the bottom. So... Let's keep having us cross for Ginny. But I think it starts when um, she's talking, Rue is talking to her about kind of sexiness. We know from Ginny that she's not portrayed sexy, not that she should have to as a drag queen at all, but she kind of, even last week, she portrayed kind of like comedy sexy, didn't she, by getting a bottom out and that kind of thing. Um, And her hairy arse. Oh, I feel like such an arse. (laughs) I feel like such an arse. Yeah, well, hairy just an ass. Um, The. 
I guess it leads on to a conversation about her sense of identity and um, her ease with herself. And she just describes a lot of difficulty with, um, well, she's been on a bit of a, it's a bit of a cliche to say it this way, but she's been on a bit of a journey of self-discovery in terms of um, her gender identity um, and her comfort with herself. And she says that she doesn't love herself. She's not a big fan of herself, which is really saddening to hear because she's lovely and wonderful. Um, and she talks about the significance of the the color yellow, which is really interesting because she, she it's it represents non-binary identity, um, and um, it's it's a very gender neutral color from her point of view. So it it, it represents her experiences, um, and um, she has a lovely moment with Bimini, who also identifies as non-binary, and they share their difficulties about. Um, finding their place in the world, finding a sense of identity. And I think kind of like being overlooked by society and people trying to pigeonhole them and um, define them um, when really they just want to be themselves and don't really want to be categorized or or marginalized. Um, so I th- it seems to me like it was a really um, lovely conversation for them to have together because what? they connected with each other, and sister sister was 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 there and supportive for for um, Ginny as well. What would you say to someone if the conversation was with you? If if Ginny was had that conversation or said that mm-hmm. to you, because I can I don't know what I would say, and like I guess whenever you see the queens in the workroom spill their soul out to another queen. I I sometimes feel like there's an obligation to say something inspiring, but I would not know what to say if someone came to me and said that. I, if they say I I don't love myself, I I don't know what I'd say. I'd say I love myself. Thank you. <laughs> don't call me. We'll call you. God bless. I don't know. I don't know what I. I, well, I really let, don't know let's what think I'd about say. How else that conversation could go? Should we? That's, that's I mean, the only way it could go. But what? would you say what would you say if i if Ginny had said that to you well in, in this situation with it being Ginny, and in, in any situation where it's it you should only really give somebody an affirmation or a validation if you feel it and if you believe it because otherwise it rings as very very empty and the person will will pick up on that and it doesn't mean anything but in Ginny's case i'd happily tell her that she's wonderful and beautiful and that she's a, a lovely ray of sunshine um inside and out um I think in terms of somebody's identity, whenever I have any conversations like this, my standpoint is that people should just take their time and explore themselves and not feel um, defined by other people's perceptions. Sound might, That might sound like a little bit of a cliche, but I think that's true. Um, and find, finding her tribe is really important, which it sounds like she has. Sounds like she has found a tribe of, of like-minded people. That's good. Um, so it's about having the rights. And also we hear about her, her childhood sounds like it was quite traumatizing. Um, and as, as soon as she was able to, as soon as she had the power to, she left. And that's very, very important for people who don't feel loved or supported in their um, family unit as well. It's it's about doing it when you can, I think. Sometimes, unfortunately, people have to tolerate circumstances like that until either somebody can take them away from it or they have the power to take themselves away from it. I mean, it's a moment, isn't it? It was a, I think it was a great episode for Ginny because she's such a well-rounded, wonderful human. Cool. Another question. And not just a character. How much... 
would a session like that cost? That's on the house. That's a Jenny, you damn you damn as welcome. Okay, I was about to invoice your ass. All right, let's get to the runway. Okay, so the category, well, there is no category. We know what it is. Category it's is frenemies. Fashion. Fashion frenemies showdown. Okay, now the first queen, and I do mean queen, that we have is taste. Now taste impressed me so she's got her maleficent horns on maleficent meets those kind of like louis vuitton bunny ears um i love this this is a little bit mugler with the structure and it's kind of like a a long jacket and she's got those gorgeous legs out but also the safety pins remind me that you know like the, the versace safety pin dress that liz hurley wore yes yes yeah. so there's that isn't there exactly i so was thinking of that as well tom this gorgeous One combination of, of influences so i love that and her adversary and each one we should say who we think is the winner by the way okay who wore it best yeah so okay. next we've got ahura now ahura said that she was feeling kind of like diana ross meets may west i do think there's a very like 70s influence to the hair and the hat and from the neck up i really she's beautiful like i love that blonde curly hair to me it's it's more kind of like jerry hall there's a little bit christina aguilera in there um Mm. like for me the that coat swamps her silhouette she looks really shapeless coming because it's black on black do you know what i mean She's wearing a beautiful cat suit that's showing off her wonderful shape. And you can see the details. Like, it, she's stoned it and it's gorgeous. But then she's wearing this hefty kind of coat that just makes her look like a shapeless blob coming down the runway. Well, it gives her the puff shoulders and the lovely train. But we don't see, to me, I don't see a train. I don't see poof shoulders. I just see a shapeless thing coming at me. Okay. All right, who won? If there was a contrast in the colours, it would work. But when it's all black, it doesn't work for me. Well, they had no choice in that matter, Tom. Well, maybe she should come up with a different design then. Okay. Um, Who won? Who won? Who do you want? Taste? Yeah. I'm really bad at this kind of stuff. Well, you've got your opinion. You've got eyes. Yes. Well, my eyes... Which one would I rather wear? I'd say I would rather wear a horrors, but I love taste. I think you're thinking of comfort, though. (laughs) Not style. Comfort is it's a, it's very important, okay? And you so you true say so it's one all. So there it's a draw there. The next one we have is Ginny. Now what I love about this is that Ginny really rose to the challenge that Rue set for her. Rue told her to Well no no no, she did because Rue told her she stepped completely out of her comfort zone. She's padded, she's got boobies, she's got very femme makeup mm. and um she, you know, she's got her Betty Page hair on. She borrowed that dress from Jodie Marsh or Jordan or somebody. Um, Look, I I don't see a hem. I'm sorry, I don't see a hem. She has. She's put a funny little dangly hem on there. Don't I don't see a hem. Look, I'll be real with you. I'll be real. I love Jenny, but this looks like someone's first time in drag. I, I can't disagree with you, okay? And my love for Ginny is clouding my judgment. And I also really, really appreciate what she was going for. I, I know that Gin, I know that this is not this doesn't define Ginny because I love I'm beginning to love her character because I'm loving the person that is that character. I'm I'm loving the person behind her, but this isn't the best. Thing is, we're look. seeing it we're we're seeing it from the side right now, yeah, and we can see actually how badly fitted it is. Yes, there's no because there's, there's, it's not fitted at all. Like there's like a it's like a tint from her tit to her waist. Exactly, and I I I, I don't know if it's a stretch fabric. It's I mean I'm not a seamstress, but that should be hugging her. Yeah. 
Yeah, but and are you not. a seamstress, Tom? <laughs> I'm not in any no. way. I'm not a seamstress. You're neither. I'm not editor of Vogue, this actually. This is the first time you've ever mentioned <laughs> that on this podcast. But her adversary is... Can I just say, I found her hair and makeup really pretty. And her adversary... <laughs> I can't agree with that. I'm sorry. The adversary is sister's sister. I actually really like this. It's very... It's very like anime manga creature kind of looking to me to me but it's, it's a blue wd dubba don't to me it's very 90s club kid it's very like a mandala poor meets lady miss kia going to the club in new york in the early 90s dressed like a crazy alien 60s lady you know it, it looks to me like you know that like uh, you know how in the early 90s there's a little bit of a mini obsession with the 60s i was just born so i don't know i don't know tom sorry um so i remember it first time around um <laughs> so yeah and it has that kind of like you know how like the b52s and grooves in the heart and all that kind of thing yes it's got that kind of vibe to it actually to looking at it from here it's actually really really good and to know that she sewed those pants I, li- I like it. I like I, the vision. You know what? She she thought outside the box. The hair um, and makeup I do is like beautiful. This. Yes. Um, so the winner there was obviously sister, it's, it's sister. sister, sister. Yeah, definitely sister, sister. Next up, we have Veronica Green. Again, no hem. I don't see a hem. She says specifically that it's hemmed and lined. So did Derek Barry. <laughs> Everywhere you look, there's a hem. So Veronica Green here um, looks like Poison Ivy going to... A fairly a fairly cheap party to me. Um, I appreciate what she's going for, but the fit looks a bit off. Look, look at the halter yeah, dress. Yeah, the, the halter top is not fitting her properly. I see it. I do, see it. Do you remember um, God rest her soul, Chichi uh, Chichi Devane? Yeah. When she was in her roller derby outfit, uh-huh. and the halter neck top was yanking her boobies up around her chin. Yes. Um, I mean. It's that effect. The halter is too short. Okay. I mean, this is very, like, basic. It is a bit, unfortunately. Very, very... It's a a shred of material around her ribs with another material going over her shoulders that just lashes down at the back of her. I mean, she constructed it well done, but it's not well. I mean... I actually thought Veronica's taste would be better than this. Um, I think she tried to. I think she tried to step outside the box a little and go a little bit more sexy than classic. Mm. So in combination, the kind of like thigh high slit, the halt neck, and the train and stuff, it ends up looking quite cheap and frayed. Mm. And that sequin fabric. She's up against the one and only Tia Coffee, and Tia looks to me like she's going for a kind of. Whitney in the I want to dance with somebody kind of video. It's got that kind of like 80s, you know, big hair bow, lots of lame um, kind of aesthetic. Look, I like the skirt, but that green is very homophobic. <laughs> I am so sorry. The green on the top is it's like straight away. The first thing I thought of was the Muppets. It is a bit Kermit the Frog, it's isn't it? very yeah. Kermit. And I just think that this is very, this is the definition of frock destroyer in the sense that she, in the sense that she destroys frocks. I mean, both these ladies are clearly going to a St. Patrick's Day parade. Um, I will say I do like the color on the skirt in that lame fabric. The acid green on the top is a little bit eye scorching, but 
I'm going to say overall... And do you know what? Her hair and makeup is pretty. She's very pretty, actually. Her hair and makeup is gorgeous. I love that skirt. It's this just the, the is upper this part. First time we've seen big hair on her. Yes. She wears flat wigs, isn't she? So um, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm actually, of these two, it's Tia for me. Tia. Yeah. Tia's, Tia's outfit is much more um, camp. It's much more like... She tried something new and exciting, whereas Veronica Green's outfit was very like Primark 101. Very like it, it, yeah. was, it was basic. I mean, it was constructed better, but it was basic. I like this. Looks her. more expensive than t- than Veronica's. There's just something about that green that I don't like. I, I mean, mean, Michelle's me gonna have Michelle, a field day. Me with and it. Michelle are one and the same. I would say, yeah, her choice of color combinations could have been better. Also, there's something like a little bit like sandy from Greece about it. Do you think? Oh, yes, fit it up in the skirt. Kind yes, of thing? I, I I get that. Who mm. who won for you? Tia. Tia. I can't make up my mind. That green is just too homophobic to my to my eyes. Because apparently I have them. You said so yourself. <laughs> but I'm gonna. Oh, I don't know. I want to give it to Tia because I love her. Maybe because there's bias because you like it. So therefore, mm. it must be the right one. So I'm just going to go. Not true. This is peer pressure. I'm going with you. <laughs> so Tia, you, you won something. <laughs> now we are looking at Astina Mandela in the blue. What are your thoughts? Uh, let me go first here. I just think this is Primark. I actually think this is too basic it's a sh- it's a small skirt which could, it would just easily a bit of material just cut and wrapped around using that belt to cover the top part i mean first up i want to say her legs are amazing um i'm seeing a little bit of like sailor moon sailor neptune even because there's like a frosty element to it M- sailor mercury neptune wasn't blue oh sorry sorry sailor mercury go y- on you were the biggest sailor moon fan um there's it does look a little bit like an ice skater's outfit i could see her going for gold at the olympics in this um overall it's not super duper fancy or conceptual um, but she does look pretty i mean she's skating for gold in a bronze dress oh okay well But of course, again, she's doing what she does. She sells than anyone. it, she, she? She sells it. I literally had to like cut off her face and have a still frame so that mm. I wasn't put off by the fact that she, Naomi, Campbell's the shit out of the walk. Yeah. And the walk makes... She can sell anything with that walk. But if I just look at the outfit here, I mean... It's a it's a top and a and a piece of fabric for a skirt. It is basic, but so she works good. She knows her proportions well because her legs go on for days because she's got that high waisted quality with the short skirt. So she really does it does lovely at lengthening her legs. Yeah, absolutely. Her already long legs. Oh my gosh, they go so on for her, years. Her proportions are really nice. They, I mean, I can use them as chopsticks. They're that long and so slender. It, it does look wintry because that velour fabric looks really warm as well. Um, Asina's going up against Miss Bimini Bamboulash. So Bimini does actually... I mean, she says it herself. There's not a lot that I can add to what Bimini said. She could be walking a McQueen or a Westwood runway. Um, I love what she's doing with her hair and makeup. She's got that gaunt, gothic, high fashion look about her. Um, you know, there's these there's these bits of velour fabric and the lace and stuff. Um Almost like a kind of like, I don't know, like a water lilies kind of floral thing going on. Um, 
I think she looks beautiful. I really like this. Okay. So who's your winner? Bimini. My winner would... Wow. It's it's hard because taste Not taste sorry. Because Astina looked stunning, but it was simple. Whereas Bimini tried something quite conceptual. I don't think she 100% achieved it, but I have to give her merit for going there. My winner would be... Like, oh, God, this is so hard. I'm going to go with Astina. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. Astina won this one. I just, I, it just doesn't... I'm not sold on that. Next up, the Golden Sisters. It's Ellie Diamond coming in first. Now, that those legs, too, go on for years. She's very tall lady. Damn. Do you know, what, do you know how she's creating that illusion, though? Because did you see how high she was cutting the... The thigh on the leotard, she went up and up and up. She was trimming it away. We saw it in the workroom. So she she's very, very good at create, creating that non-nappy-ish, that very high feminine silhouette with the um, with the leotard. Now, she said she was going for like a Marie Antoinette kind of court of Versailles type of look with this. It doesn't read that for me. It reads more showgirl, vaguely inspired by court of Versailles. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, she looks like she's more apt to be on the Las Vegas stage. I do think she looks really good. She looks beautiful. Yep. I will say it's just a leotard. Oh, okay, Michelle. Mm. Well, you know, a leotard won Canada's uh, makeover challenge. It did. So, it did. Uh, this could be it. <laughs> yeah. Right? We'll see. We'll what see. A, what about Lawrence Cheney? Lawrence has done really well in giving this whole ensemble a character. I mean, she's a literal golden girl, isn't she? Yes. This is Blanche Devereaux. Um, on her sluttiest night ever <laughs> with this, uh, you know, deep, deep slit um, on, on the neckline, the fishtail skirt. I like the silhouette. I like the deep V. I think it's all actually really pretty. Not a big fan of the two different textures from top to bottom. I'd have preferred if it was all one. It would look more sophisticated and more expensive. I actually like the two different golden tones. The bottom part looks like it was borrowed from Lala Ree's um, golden outfit. Mm-hmm. It looks really, really good. She knows how to fit her body. I really like it. It's like old. It's like old lady uh, chic. Do you know what I would have liked? And the makeup and the pearls. I actually really like this outfit. Do you know what I would have liked, actually? If she got rid of the sequin fabric on the bottom, she kept that sheer kind of tool-like fabric from the top and created a floor-length wrap dress out of that. That would have been nice as well. Um, I think it would have been more chic and sophisticated. Look, we've seen all the girls, okay? We're looking at them right now here on the main stage in mm-hmm. front of us. Yeah. As though we are Oh, who's judges? the winner out of Ellie and Lawrence, by the way? I'm going to go with... It's so hard because both of them, together, them two have the best outfits on the whole runway. So I feel it's unfortunate that they're paired together because if they were paired with anyone else, they absolutely would have won. Now I'm looking at them two together. Oh, wow, it's so hard. I'm going to go with Lawrence. I'm going to go with Lawrence because I don't think Ellie achieved her vision. She doesn't. She does look beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's a little bit simple for what I, I. She set her bar too high. That's what's happened. I expected more from Ellie. Okay, I really love what Ellie's doing though. But that's okay. But but I like Lawrence's a bit more. Again, we're looking at all of them. They are the two best constructed outfits all together. The Golden Girls 
have won, but obviously only one of them can win. But who are your who are your tops? So I'll tell you who just pleases me most aesthetically. Okay. Um, Tace. Okay. Um, sister, sister, and Bimini. Really, Tom? Yeah. Okay. My favorite, uh, definitely the Golden Girls, Lawrence and Ellie. And then the next one I have to go with is that's my judgment, Lawrence and Ellie. <laughs> and it's again, it's unfortunate that they're appeared because had they been paired with anyone else, they would have won on their own right. So, but we don't really know how it's going to go. They're talking about there being five tops and five bottoms, but obviously we need a bottom two to lip sync. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. <laughs> Woo! Oh, God. <laughs> well, obviously, they're going to choose the bottom two from the bottoms, yeah? So there's no way Ellie is going to be sitting home. Can but I tell you who my least favourites are overall? Of course. Um, probably Veronica, unfortunately. And much as it pains me to say this, because I know she was trying so hard to do something different, Ginny. Yeah. Unfortunately, in that lineup, Ginny sticks out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Ginny... The greens, both of the greens I don't like. So Ginny, Veronica, and Tia's are my bottoms. Are my bottoms. That's it. And you know and, what? And maybe and Athena gonna for be, being I'm, so basic. So I'm, it's just... She literally... Athena, amongst all of those girls, it's like, you know, when you're at a show and you call up someone from the audience to come on stage mm-hmm. and perform with you, it looks like Athena was someone caught up from the show to stand up next to them because she she just looks like a girl. Do you know, I'm going to be hard a on, a, on a horror as well. I think she should have known better than to swamp herself with that jacket. Back off. You can't put a horror in the bottom. No. I can do whatever I want. Thank you very much. No, would, I'm going to edit that out, Tom. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, let's see what the judges say. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We have heard the other judges speak because we are first judges. The less relevant judges, you might argue. And I think more or less they kind of agreed with us. The winners were, tell me the winner circle. It was Veronica Green, Ahura, Lawrence Cheney. They agreed probably more with you than they agreed with me. So they chose Ahura. Um, They chose uh, Bimini. They chose Lawrence Cheney, who was the winner of the whole challenge. Congratulations! Yes, they chose Sister Sister. And I um, guess we've said all the names. Everyone else is in the bottom. Now, what do you think about the bottom two? Was there anything in the untucked that you want to discuss? I mean, Veronica Green, she's got confidence corner in the whole back room. She, she's literally confidencecorner.com. She is talking to Ahura. She's speaking well, up she's and friends kind of standing up. Tia, isn't she? So she didn't like the way Ahura was like quite frankly bad mouthing Tia in a way that, that you you were very perceptive and say this comes from somewhere else. There is something they 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 know each other in the circle. They're both from London. They're They've both Clapham Queens. There's, they know stories about each other. There is they already have they feel some type of way already about each other. You, and it's it's going to manifest. It's going to come to the forefront. Do you know what I think I guess is? next episode. What is it? I think Ahura and Tace have resolved sexual tension. I think Tia and Ahura have unresolved sexual tension. I, I, I mean, I'm absolutely here for it. <laughs> I can't wait to see how it manifests. No, you're right. Something's but... happened. They've got they've got a Mimi and Alexis type. You you took my job. Act the fool, girl. Act the fool. Thing oh, going on. Let's not forget the four H's. <laughs> Honesty, integrity. <laughs> I forgot. Whatever it is. So the bottom three, interestingly, is Astina, Tia, and Ginny. Now, 
they they actually let Ginny off the hook. So the bottom two was actually who had to lip sync was Tia versus Astina. Do you agree I think with that in terms decision? Of the bottom five, it was easy to let Tace and Ellie go because they were easily the best of the bottom five. Um, if I'm being like really, really honest, like forgetting my bias, Ginny should have been in the bottom. Absolutely. Um, but she had a really strong storyline this week. Um, and I think the judges wanted to acknowledge they do like it when somebody actually, they don't like it when somebody steps outside the box. Max wears black hair. She goes home, you know, Trixie switches up her makeup. She goes home. Ginny was touched by an angel she was but like, she's had such a strong episode in terms of like heart and storyline so i'm not mad at it but if i were astina or tia i'd be pretty mad oh my gosh you know astina's pissed off because her, her her outfit was the worst now let's talk about the lip sync now astina has been telling us you never want to lip sync against me i have it all in the bag i danced for Little Mix, Beyonce, Jesus, Hercules like she, Love Affair. She's got, she's got, she's got the CV, girl. So mm-hmm. let's look at the, the song that they had the lip sync was "Don't Start Now, Dua Lipa." Do a peep, yeah. Now I want to talk about the, the girls, how I felt their performance was. I love the fact that Tia was not, well, she didn't show her intimidation mm. that she was going up against Estina. And I actually, while I was watching, I was like, "Yay, you're actually." Fighting I for your life, how much she fought. and she actually fought because she knew she had to give everything. Like mm-hmm. Astina, that girl can dance, and there's no denying Astina can move. She knows every inch, every fiber in her body. She can control. I believe that. I saw mm-hmm. it. Now, when you had to see who look, Astina was dancing as though she had already won. Mm. So she didn't do the most. I Astina's got more than that, I know for a fact, but she didn't do it. I've seen she, her in YouTube videos pull out all the tricks. Now, yeah, exactly. So she was dancing like she already was. She was also dancing like she didn't need to go too hard because I'm against Tia. Mm-hmm. And I think that may have stopped her from going a hundred intent that stopped her from going like really really hard whereas Tia was doing like trying to do back bends but couldn't there's a comedy moment she did <laughs> she the splits funny. at the back she was really really going for it really performing being very very camp and the winner of their lip sync was Tia Coffee do I agree with that um I I think Tia gave a drag performance, whereas mm. Astina gave a, like, she could have been the person on the music video dancing and singing along to it and doing all mm. the nice moves. And, you know, if I were Astina, I'd be feeling a little hard done by. Um, I loved Tia's heart and fight in this. It was really, really wonderful. Scene. And she was funny. I did laugh out loud. I just thought, Exactly as you said, really, Astina was every inch the dancer. I do wonder if her confidence made her hold back and didn't give a full performance. Having said that, having seen it, I I, I would have thought it was either Double Shantae or Astina won. I would have loved a Double Shantae because it was very, very entertaining and they both fought. Yes. But then again, you know, if you're talking about actual full-on fight, Tia went for it where Astina didn't. But still, Astina probably put on a better performance mm-hmm. for this kind of song. Yep. 
I, I do feel sorry for Stina. I would have loved to see her stay, but the decision was mm. made. Tia had won, so congratulations for staying. Congratulations, girl. And Stina, girl, you won a challenge, and everyone knows you. So uh, let yeah. us know who your character, who you main as in Tekken, and I'll challenge you online. Oh, because she loves Pokemon as well. I am and Mortal the Kombat. Tekken 7 king. Of, to our <laughs> listeners in Japan, <laughs> um, give me your PSN name. I'll challenge you as well, okay? Yeah. Look, it was a good episode. We know next week is going to be a commercial acting improv kind of challenge that they've got. Mm-hmm. We've got that to look forward to, but this was this is it. This is done. Another good episode. Thank yep. you for listening to Spilling the GNT podcast. Please join us join us tomorrow, actually, yep. when we review the US version. Uh-huh. Yes, we episode will. five. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Which is also a construction challenge. Ooh. Compare and contrast. So let's see. So who wore best UK or US? Oh, goodness. Oh. Join us next time. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. See you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.